I think it's time to take a nap. And I just spoke to the dead. Let's, Let's learn, learn a thing or two. All right, welcome back to the Two Top Podcast. Welcome back. That's what you say. But you're uh, you're clearly busy doing something else, Matt. I gotta get my computer's not even connected to the interwebs. But that's okay, Thomas, because I have my topic today up here. Oh yeah. Or rather, around us here, Thomas. I'm going right into it today. Is yeah, that okay? No, take the charge. I have something very exciting. We're officially in that spooky season. Am I right? Yes. I wanted to get a topic that is scientific yet seemingly spooky to some degree to kind of hone us in on this spooky season to take us, launch us into something coming real soon. Halloween? Halloween. But we're not talking about Halloween, obviously, because that's kind of like a, you know, that's that's too basic. Today, we're talking about something a little more scientific. When I say EVP, what does that mean to you? Uh, EVP, uh, you potatoes there yes kind of no wait i forgot the v evp i have no clue e is electronic electronic v pulse oh v vibration voice voice phenomena phenomena (laughs) that's a hard one So, so electronic voice phenomenon phenomena like plural like it could be anything so a lot of people associate that with ghostly encounters, those ghost watching shows where they talk about, oh, we're going to use our EVP sensor and pick up some ghosts talking to us in a two-way conversation. So just like a really powerful mic sitting in a quiet room waiting for something to happen. Okay, so right off the bat, you guess basically what it is to the right degree. A lot of people think it's that that pulsing kind of radio transmitting thing that pans the radio frequency, you know, and you get the weird things in between. But at its core, an EVP can be recorded on any recording device for audio for all you know our podcast setup right now could be catching evps well evp is not an action it's an event right it's an event and it's not specific to any um what would you call it extraterrestrial encounter it's just an electronic voice phenomena so there's a psychological aspect to it, there's a scientific aspect to it, and there's a pop culture aspect to it. So I kind of want to break it down into a kind of cohesive document of what the EVP is and how we know it to this day. Sure, it's spooky season. I know those ghost hunters always talk about their EVPs. It's impossible to avoid the ghosts. So essentially, you'll see in the history. Okay, so an EVP within ghost hunting and parapsychology Parapsychology? That's very interesting. That could be a topic on its own. Electronic voice phenomena are sounds found on electronic recordings that are interpreted as as spirit voices that have been either unintentionally recorded or intentionally requested and recorded. So most people think of those glitchy static radios like I described, but actually it's any recording device. So any high-quality recording device that gets a large band frequency where it can really kind of highlight those kind of subtle sound effects. So you can literally take your old Walkman recorder that you have from, who knows, 1986, stick it in a closet in your room, leave it run for five, leave it running for five minutes, come back to it, boost the volume and see if you capture any EVPs. And I'm sure there are some electrical interferences, which are considered EVPs. And so I'll get into more of the psychological aspect, but a lot of people interpret those as voices. And many times, 
the ones that are actually the um, FM band panners that go from one frequency all the way to the opposite end of the other frequency in a very fast motion. That's why you hear ch 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 That's literally the rate it's going through channels. Ch-99.7, ch-99.9, ch-100.1, whatever. You know, yeah. it's going through them as, as you're listening to it in real time. And that's when you get those, like, my name's Matt. This is the Two Top Podcast. Are you listening? And you get, like, Yes, from like a radio channel because it picks up that specific frequency. There's some sort of electronic request at that distinct moment. Is it coincidental? Scientists don't know. Is it scientifically explainable? Well, you know, that's what they're trying to figure out. Well, it's one of those also when you're listening to such devices and you're out hunting spooky ghosts in the graveyard, you know, you're looking for something. So even if you hear something like, you could be like, I'm still here. Yes. You know, you could interpret. That's a psychological effect. And there's actually a term for that, which I'll bring up in a minute. But historically, that's always been the case. Now, it was really popularized in the 1970s to what we know as the EVP, which is typically considered a length of a word or short phrase. So that's why you say here, yes, no, names, um, I'm still here or something. That's like a typical one. Something, on something that you a can fit e on YouTube. a Ouija board if you... That's another thing. The Ouija board came up. I was recently doing some research because I was talking with friends about Ouija boards. This, that came up. This is actually considered the broken radio, which ties into the idea of the Ouija board because that also has the name the broken radio because it's kind of a transmitting It method. makes the connections. It's yeah. a medium, like the halfway point between, you know, me, you know, mediums. So the Ouija mediums board ties use in. mediums to connect to spirits. That is the truth. So we have these methods to kind of get in touch. So the idea behind this kind of started around the 1840s and uh, kind of exponentially increased until the 1920s because there was a spiritualist religious movement that became um, very focused on speaking with spirits of the dead and. Typically, they're contacted by mediums, but then they were looking for new technologies, including photography was originally one of them. And even Thomas Edison himself, way back in the day, was asked to seek uh, an invention to communicate with spirits. But he replied that if the spirits were only capable of subtle influences, a sensitive recording device would be um, able to provide a better chance of spirit communication, which he could not do at the time. Right At the time, it was... Ouija boards and mediums. Those were the only methods. It's something. It's something to help the spiritualist movement. I mean, you could have a whole podcast on the spiritualist movement of like the 1800s. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was recorded that Edison never built anything. Um, Flash forward through photography, they started using record players. Um, Early 1900s, they tried recording on scratching into vinyl just in a room. And actually, there was a moment, one of the first EVPs that was recorded and considered a spirit voice was in 1956. They were doing a reel-to-reel tape recorder. Um, It was Raymond Bayless and Von Sazley, some real ghost, OG ghost hunters back in the day. But they weren't really ghost hunters at the time. They just kind of tried this scientific experiment and this is what they came across they got voices listen to these if this reflects the time then then please agree with me here this is g hot dog art 
Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you all. Hey, those I mean, those are pretty kind of you know that time period. I'd say we don't it, say hot dog. It now. sounds pretty spooky. Does anyone use the name Art too? Like Art, you could kind of specifically date that. Like Art was a popular name in this decade. You could be like, okay, that voice is coming from there, maybe. Interesting. You you could swing it however you want. Also, you could consider that, like, yeah, radios weren't that great back in the day. Obviously, this reel-to-reel transmitter probably picked up some other two-way radio signal between people at, say, a ball game, a merry, like a New Year's festival thing, so- something like that, you know? Right. So many different explanations. There's so here. many possible outcomes for, I mean, you're trying to pick up on the minutia of the world, mm-hmm. and hopefully there's a spirit somewhere in there. Because, you know, we're always trying to ex- explain the unexplainable. Yeah. And sometimes the ghost seems the most logical one. Yeah. Sometimes when you're given evidence and you don't know where to put it, you kind of pwn it on something paranormal. So where does the EVP fit into today? EVP fits in today because they sell a bunch of commercial products out there. And all the popular reality TV show ghost hunting shows use them. But honestly, you can use any radio to capture them. So I was looking on Amazon just to see how much they were charging. Astronomical amounts. $200 for one of those radio panners, whereas you could just buy a radio and twist it yourself. And just see if you hear anything by going through the frequencies. If you boost the volume up. Who knows? So I think I might do a little experimentation and see if I can get any, like, weird frequency type thing without even – I don't know about ghosts, but I just want to see if I get any EVP. Well, it is the spooky season, Matt, so that is possible. It is the time to do it, either that or an Ouija board, which I'm not into. Well, what's funny is modern-day Ouija boards, I mean, they're all – it's Hasbro. It's a toy. It's considered a toy. (laughs) Pretty demonic toy, apparently, right? Yeah, just, you know, communicate with the demons a little bit, but – I think maybe maybe they're onto something out there. You never know. Who mm-hmm. knows? We don't know that much. So maybe maybe there's little spirits running around that of past tortured souls who just can't leave yet, and they're talking to us through our radio channels. Also, you mentioned the psychological, like you think you heard, like, rah, 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 like I'm a ghost, I'm talking. That's called psychokinesis. It's when you think you hear something, um, such as a spirit, but you're not sure if, like, you, you're mind puts a, a body to a voice just to make it more sensical it yeah. makes sense you, you know? have a greater connection to another human it's also called auditory peridiola well, that's the specific term to kind of doing it so here's a little experiment i'll leave you with um next time you watch one of those ghost shows personal favorite of mine the buzzfeed unsolved um paranormal it's comedy at its core it's it's great they're they're pretty pragmatic. About I mean, things. as long as they have a good time while hunting ghosts, like they're having a great, then they they're then they're having, having a great time. They use an EVP and they have one of those expensive ones. Of course, it's kind of for the elaborate lore. It makes noise, whatever. Try watching the episode with the sound on, but close your eyes when they do the EVP because I guarantee ninety nine percent of the time that they have an EVP on one of those shows, there's always subtitles. And that oh, will wow. make you think that, and you're like, okay, it definitely said I'm dead. And then when it could have been like, you know, right? And you're just like, wow. So close your eyes and listen to it and see if you actually hear that. 
Because you'll just look for what's on the screen. Yeah, because there's that association. That's a psychological thing. I was just experimenting with this afternoon, and I did not hear, like, I'm Well, that's like playing music in reverse and people saying that's summoning the demons some songs. Yeah. But interesting. EVPs. It's paranormal. It's not paranormal. We're in the spooky season. Let's do some experimenting with it. What do you say? Yeah, but maybe after I take a nice long nap, Matt... I'm transitioning us over to something that I wish I could have every single day. A nap. A good old nap. Are you doing a podcast on naps? Matt, should we take a nap? This is my ideal topic. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, are you really doing a podcast on Yes, naps? I'm talking about naps, Matt. Is there a history behind napping? I'm not talking about the history. I'm just talking about the theoretically, well, a little history, but more like should we nap? Should the time we? frames and everything. This is interesting. I would love to discuss this. This so, is a discussion now. This information comes from the Sleep Foundation. Uh, they're kind of promoting sleep and good sleep habits across the world. Yeah. And, you know, why do we want to take naps? Does that association promote naps? So there are some connections, actually, to our our human like nature that, you know, People, we like naps, and it's a thing of mammals. We sleep, but actually, so most mammals out there, eighty-five, like eighty-five percent of mammals are polyphasic sleepers. Polyphasic, multiple phases of sleep. So they don't sleep, they don't split their days in half, awake half, and a sleep half. Humans, though, are monophasic sleepers so they sleep in one phase and then they're awake in another phase we're monophasic by nature yes oh interesting i was gonna say could we become polyphasic back well to our roots? you have toddlers and elderly who nap all the time and they <laughs> are in a sense elderly they're viewed as polyphasic sleepers so there's all these different types of naps you know you have a planned nap which is thinking ahead like i know i'm gonna be up late tonight i'm not tired right now but i'm gonna take a nap just in case most of my naps are planned then you have the emergency nap when you're extremely tired and you just need to lay down and combat drowsiness and you have to put your brain at rest you know you you don't want the fatigue yeah but then there's also habitual napping which is almost polyphasic in itself it's the practice where a person takes a nap at the same time each day Polyphasic napping means it's regulated. It's polyphasic means that happens multiple times in a day. At the same time? Like each day? Like at 4 o'clock you take a nap, 8 o'clock you'll take a nap? No, that's habitual napping. Oh, oh. Interesting. Because the habit. Yeah, there's so many many interesting types. I didn't know. The emergency nap is one that we can all relate to. Planning out a nap is one we can relate to. Just falling asleep because you get back from class early. But should we nap? That's yeah, the that's question. the question. Should that's we nap? Question. You know, there's often a negative connotation with napping that yeah. when you nap, you're viewed as unproductive, lazy. But napping can really help. So the reason why naps can be helpful are that, oh my goodness, where'd my notes go? I'll tell the story while you're finding your notes. I nap almost every day, Thomas. Napping might get a negative kind of theme to it for the reason that if you nap midday it's harder for you to catch up and have a more productive night of sleep later on when you actually go to bedtime so when you wake up the next day you're feeling even more tired which i honestly have felt some degree of but 
when I really think about napping, normally it's like my body's like, well, let's just take a break because I have nothing to do. I'm not distracted and I do feel recharged so long as it is the right duration of time spent with my eyes closed. And I'm sure you're going to talk about that. What is the most ideal kind of duration? I hear a lot about like two minute naps, 20 minute naps, one hour naps, or, you know, the infamous four or five hour nap, which is honestly typically what I do when I nap. It's like four hours. When it comes to napping, you should really try to nap earlier in the day. And you know the concept of a power nap? Yes. Power nap is where it's at. If you sleep any longer, you will get, in a sense, sleep fatigue. Sleep fatigue. That's the phrase I was looking for. You know, that moment when you wake up and you're real drowsy and you're you're slow and you can't get the ball rolling. It's like, that's because you slept too long. You're Instead of pulling out of a quick nap, you're coming out of the beginnings of a deep sleep. And since you do that, your body is fatigued and delayed and tired and just can't get the, well, can't get the ball rolling, can't yeah. just keep going on with life. So napping is good, but you need to do it in the best way possible. Tell me, teach so, me. So in order to nap the best, you should recommended 20 to 30 map, 20, 20 to, to 30, 30 minute minutes. nap. Yeah. Okay. For short term alertness. Yeah, I can see that. I took one um, last week. I took a, what day was it? Um, One day I took a nap for, I only had 20 minutes to take a nap. I used every minute of that 20 minutes and I felt good after that. And I was like, I just want to keep sleeping, but I'm up and I felt good and alert. Well, and you know what? That's great. You should also really care about where you take that nap in the first place. Napping environments are very important because you want to make sure that you're getting the full nap you know you want a quiet place minimal lighting but if you nap too late in the day it could affect your nighttime sleep patterns and make it more difficult to fall asleep on your regular bedtime that's all too true i know that so if you also make it too early in the day your body is not ready to sleep your body is just like i just woke up why would i go back down you got to get it at that sweet spot but matt i'm sure you know the benefits of taking that nap you feel alert yeah, honestly, you, there are not enough hours in the day. Well, okay. As a young adult, I'd say we're most active between 8 p.m. and midnight. Am I, am I right? That yeah. you're going crazy? Naps can help you kind of feel more tired to fall asleep earlier, or they could kind of make up for that time that you're staying up, which is nice. Well, what's great is naps actually restore alertiveness. A study by NASA on sleep NASA. military pilots and astronauts found that a 40-minute nap improved performance by 34% and alertness by 100%. I'd love to be on that. Test. So, Matt, obviously if NASA thinks it's good, what what bad can there be? I mean, sleeping, NASA. a little nap is like a little vacation. You know, you feel ready to go. You feel rejuvenated. Like, why on earth would I not want to nap? Well, naps can leave you with, as I said, like sleep fatigue, sleep inertia, like slowly trying to move forward in life because, you know, you're coming out of the deep sleep. Napping can also make it more difficult to sleep at normal times because, in a sense, if you nap so much, you almost treat your lifestyle as a polyphase sleep habit. Yeah. And we're monophase. Monophase. Yeah. Monophasic creatures by habit. 
Interesting. I'm glad I learned those terms today. And one wow. wild study that I feel like is a very important thing to mention. Uh, one study actually indicated that napping is associated with an increased risk of heart failure increased. for those already with the risk. Yes. With the risk of heart failure. Okay. So you have to ask yourself, do you have a risk of heart failure? And then you should evaluate whether you, whether you should take that nap or not. So I think I have a healthy heart. Yeah, I, I think hope. you're. I think you're fine. I just really want to keep napping because I'm. I'm for it. But I will look for that sweet spot, like you said, because there is an ideal time. So you know, napping's for everyone. You don't have to be old or young. You can nap whenever. I almost took a nap today, but I changed my mind because I didn't have time. That's another thing. Time. But I only need twenty minutes. Yeah. Imagine how many gaps of 20 minutes that you waste in a day. If you can spend one of those durations of 20 minutes for a nap, will you be a better person? I don't know. But, I mean, I'm sure everybody listening right now is trying to think of ways to incorporate naps into their daily routine, and I completely am for it. Yeah. Please, nap as much as you'd like in life. Napping's great. What if we went into a post-apocalyptic future where everybody just sleeps all the time in a hibernation-esque polyphasic and then, napping and then their minds are in the matrix and then it's computer simulation and nothing's real maybe that's a little so too it's much. reverse so when you're awake it's really you're in the matrix but when you're asleep you're in your body like we're asleep well okay, i mean okay. imagine okay. imagine the voices and things you hear in your sleep imagine the evps you'd hear while you're trying to fall asleep in bed don't even get me started one thing i do want to mention actually that could be a paranormal-esque type venture through napping when you nap i i personally have the most crazy vivid dreams and i believe it's because you don't get into that deep rem cycle that you normally would get over a multiple hour and long your duration. mind is already in full swing at in a daytime swing. right yeah so i've had some crazy fever dreams in naps they're my most crazy dreams ever that's something to analyze oh man we can day. talk about fever dreams sometime i had a really wild fever dream last year that like kept on playing on reverse and i couldn't get out of it and it was the most frustrating experience yeah i think i fought a dragon but then i kept fighting it over and over again and i could never go to sleep it's boss battle never ending boss battle yeah but Maybe I should have just taken a nap instead. But yeah, maybe you could have beat that creature if you took one more nap. But you know what? Maybe I'll go take a nap right now. What's stopping me from taking a nap right now? It's, it it's a little late. Now. <laughs> oh, it is well, after six. Okay, say you took one at 6.30. You'd be done at 6.50 for a 20-minute nap. And then I could work all night. You have like two hours before bedtime. I'm sorry. Not everyone goes to bed as early as I do. But you could be productive, Thomas. Well, good to know. Yeah. Or... I take a nap now, and then we're ready for our paranormal excursion later tonight, and we go find some ghosts. We go capture some, some spooky EVPs. boys. Some spooky, did you say boys or voices? Boys. Some Let's spooky get some boys. spooky boys. That could be <laughs> the title of our upcoming Halloween special. The spooky boy special. Not to hint too much, but it's coming. But I think that's what we have this week for Two Top. Yeah, a little bit of spook, a little bit of sleep. Hope you learned something. I sure did. Yeah, and... W- we have some fun stuff coming your way in the coming weeks. But for now, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed and We'll see you guys next time. Go take a nap. See ya. This was Two Top, an independently created and run podcast created by Thomas Lance and Matt Berg. Music this episode comes from Lee Rosevere. For more info about this week's episode, visit us at twotoppodcast.com.
For general inquiries and feedback, send us an email at twotoppodcast at gmail.com. See you next week for another Two Topics.